this episode. You know I do like a uh, sort of a music related story. So we're going back to 1963. A young fellow, 19 year old fellow, Andrew Lou Goldman, and his first band is the Rolling Stones. Because he'd already been working with Brian Epstein, who was the uh, you know the manager for the Beatles. They played covers. Guys, you need to write songs. And away they went. For them to make the transition from not songwriting to songwriting, the more valuable this story becomes in a business setting. Everyone has to start somewhere. Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Callahan. And hi, everybody. I'm Mark Shank. And this week, Sean, you're in the uh, you're in the hot seat. Yeah. So I I know you've got some story. Oh, you've got a story for us. I do. I do. You know, I do like a uh, sort of a music related story. So you are a bit, of a, this... bit of a you do geek out on music quite a bit. That's right. So anyway, I found this one. I thought you guys might like it. Um, so we're going back to 1963 and. Uh, a young fellow, 19-year-old fellow, Andrew Lou Goldman, um, was signing his first band, right? He was like, wanted to be a manager of a rock and roll band at 19. Find, signs his first band, and his first band is the Rolling Stones. Not bad, Very eh? Okay. Not, yep. not bad for your first band, right? Yep. Well, anyway, yeah, you look back at it now and you think, wow. Well, that's right, in retrospect. But, I mean, of course, the Rolling Stones, no one really heard of the Rolling Stones at that point. Um, now, he, he didn't have much experience, but he did have a little bit of um, impressive background because he'd already been working with Brian Epstein, who was the, uh, you know, the manager for the Beatles, right? So, you know, he'd had a, a little bit of uh, sway with these things. Well, after signing them, uh, he managed to organize a record deal for uh, the Rolling Stones really quickly with Decca Records. Um, and and it was because the guy, the the the, the guy who was scouting around for talent uh, was offered the Beatles from from Decca, and um, he passed. Oh he passed, no. He passed on the Beatles. And so when Oldham turned up and sort of said, look, I got another band for you. You know, the, they're called the Rolling Stones. He didn't want to make that mistake twice. So <laughs> quickly signed them up and uh, off Get they went. in the studio. Now, the, the problem was is that um, neither, well, the Rolling Stones didn't actually uh, write their own songs, right? They played covers. That's what a lot of bands do. The Beatles did the same thing. Um, and But Oldham knew that really to be sustainable, you had to write your own songs. So... He went to uh, Mick Jagger and and Keith Richards. Uh, Mick, you know, wasn't even a musician uh, in the sense he didn't really understand that sort of uh, that part of the business. But he's a great singer, obviously, great front man. And Richard Richards had, had written a couple of songs, but not that many, right? But he sort of said to them, "Okay, we've got a very short period before we have to put out this first record. Um, we need you guys writing songs." Anyway. They put their heads down and they started knocking out songs and yeah, little ones like um, "I Can't Get No Satisfaction," you know, things oh, like right. that. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Came songs out of that this. No one's ever heard of. That's right. <laughs> came out of this collaboration, and and of course, you know, uh, Jagger and and Richards are the sort of the key duo in that band in terms of writing songs. They wrote the majority of the Rolling Stones hits, for example. Um, so yeah, so for anyone who's who's out there thinking, 
ah, oh, look, I've never done it before, you know. I, you know, just think of the Rolling Stones and their first foray into songwriting, kind of pushed in by this 19-year-old, you know, Andrew Lube Oldman, uh, sort of saying, guys, you need to write songs. And away they went. They did okay. And they've been doing it for decades. Yeah, they've been doing it, still doing it, I guess. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Cool. Cool. Okay. What do you reckon? Well, so, um, so we start with how do we make this, you know, how, what we'd like about it, how would we, yeah, make it better? let's do the, do the yeah. thing. Let's do the thing. Yeah. What do you like about it? Well, um, you know, this, uh, um, Luke Oldman, uh, uh, 19 year old, I, I really like that. You know, like I can just imagine how brassy he must have been. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Like, so, I think that's a you know that for me that's a really interesting thing that a 19 year old is you know signing bands and doing record deals and it's yeah yeah interesting for a 19 year old it is phenomenal it's fantastic I wonder do you yeah. think do you think that happens now like I guess it does right you yeah know, like there'd yeah. be young young 19 year olds who are you know getting the next um, great band off the off the ground bunch of friends or whatever yeah yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I want to. I, I sort of like the idea, the the little connection to the Beatles, and um, you know, that sort of gives an explanation a little bit about well, how he was able to do some of the things because you know he'd have to have access to contracts, you know, have to see what contracts look like. You know, there's a few things you need in your back pocket to be able to to do that, or even to get the the ear of of even if no one had heard of the Rolling Stones, you've still got four guys who are trying to find a manager that might be okay for them now he was their manager for um he was their manager for i think four years so some 63 to 67 so you know he he really did kick them he off he got them know. started then yeah 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 absolutely yeah. um i think the other thing too and this is a general point about stories is that stories about famous people are so much easier for the audience because they don't have to that comes with all the background fill-in, right? You know the Rolling Stones. You know what they look like. You, Mick Jagger, you don't have to describe Mick Jagger. Everyone kind of has an image of Mick Jagger, you know? So Keith Richards, you know, it's sort of it's sort of there in terms of um, a lot of the imagery that you want, might want to create. It sort of just comes with the names that you're using. Yeah. Yeah, one of the, one of the things that... Um... I'd like to know more about, and that I, I think it's a really important kind of turning point, or um, uh, like the what's at stake here is just like when he went to them and said, "You need to write your own songs." Just a little bit more about you know them. What was their response? You know, because you said that that Mick Jagger was you know he's a good frontman. Keith Richards written a few songs, and it and it. I don't know. I, there, there's more to this than 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 that, right? There's some resistance. They're going, "Oh no, we can't do this. We don't know. Mm. You know we've never done it before." Yeah, you know, just something to amplify that. Um, yeah, and and the thing is, here's, here's where you come up against the, the the classic problem of what's written and what's known. You know, yep. I could make that shit up, but it's in the things that I've read. There's no real answer to that. We don't know whether they just went, hey, no worries, Andrew, we've got it sorted, and just started knocking out the songs, or do they went, oh, Andrew, this is tough. 
don't know if we can do this big record deal, etc. Now, who knows? Um, so it's an interesting one. I have that same desire to know that. Mm. But what do you do in those situations? Well, you can't, you know, you can't you fill in, you, you can't make you, it up. Yeah. I mean, you, you, if you really want to know, like, and for me, this is a, this is quite an interesting, you know, just read, like, is there a biography? Uh, oh, there's a bazillion biographies of yeah. the Rolling Stones. So, you know, there, there's probably something in there, right? You'd have to do a yeah. bit of research to find that. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure there'd be so many journalists asking, you know, these types of questions. You betcha. Right. To understand the creative process, et cetera. Yeah. Because the, a, the 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 more difficult it was for them to make the transition from not songwriting to songwriting, the more valuable this story becomes in a business setting. Yes, that's right. Exactly. But it's in some ways, um, it's a reminder that everyone has to start somewhere, right? And maybe this is one of the business points. Yeah, yeah right? I love everyone. I don't, <laughs> write that one down. That's a, yeah. That's a that's a beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we haven't done this before. Neither of the Rolling Stones. Yeah, exactly. So, and whether they jumped at it or whether they were hesitant really doesn't matter in that case because it's just you're just making this point about you got to start somewhere, got to give yeah. something a, a shot, right? Like Hamilton, don't want to miss his shot. Uh, didn't he want to be in the room where it happened? <laughs> he was in the room that it happened. So <laughs> he was there. He was there. Um, yeah. Anything else that we want to add to the story? I think. Um, oh, what you added afterwards about him uh, being the manager for the first four years, I thought that was very interesting and a valuable, you know, like adding that. In which the, bit the kind where Oldham was their manager for the first four years. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, right. Yes. So having that as kind of a key part of it, because, you know, he was he was the manager through the form the formative years, if you like. That's you it. Know, kind of, Got them up and running. Yeah. Yeah. And from there, of course, he's created the Rolling Stones and yeah. everybody then wants them. Yeah, that's right. And then, then, right. then, <laughs> then there's a, a fervent battle going on for who's yeah. going to represent them. Yeah, and the guy from Deck is rubbing his hands together going, oh, I got one. Thank I God one. I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so we've touched on one business point. Any other business points uh, here? Um, well, you know, so everyone has to just, start from somewhere. Yeah, so that's yeah. one. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. And one of the things I like about that is that if you start with that as your business point, then the telling of the story is changed to make that point. So you just go, they'd never written a song before. They had a big record contract coming up. They had to do something and, you know, playing covers or that. that so I started, right? So you just change the, yeah. the, the, the telling without without uh, 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 making up fiction, yep. right? You just change the way you tell it to land that point. So I, I really like that one. Everyone mm. to start somewhere. Just, um, just um, it reminded me of something. Did I ever tell you how the Beatles started writing their own songs? Uh, the, what the, what the impetus for that? So, um, so they used to go on these you know, sort of uh, tours, but with other bands. And they're all uh, writing covers, right? all singing covers. And they might be the last band to go on that night. And so the first band starts to play and they play one of the covers that they're going to play. And they go, they scratched that one off their <laughs> list. Anyway, the next, et cetera, et cetera. 
And by the end, there's hardly any songs for them to play. So they just went, oh, shit, we're going to just have to they have to write our own songs. And that would, I heard Paul McCartney talk about that on a uh, podcast. Oh, that's yeah. gorgeous. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> and I can just imagine they just going, oh, damn. There's yeah. another one. Great gone. balls of fire. <laughs> ah, scratch. You don't have that one there. You know? <laughs> uh, so anyway. And another uh, good business story right there. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, so where are we up to? Oh, business points. Uh, yeah, any business other business points? points? Uh, uh, can I do it? You know, often when you're asking people to change, um, people yeah. go, no, I can't do that. So kind of the self-talk. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's so right. potentially, you know, it's not a strong one. No. But you could use it potentially for that. Yeah, potentially. Oh, well, if anyone thinks of one for the Rolling Stones story, uh, uh, email us and uh, let us know. Or put a comment in the in the website. That would be great. Well. So I'm just going to go back to what I like about it. Yeah, yeah. It's so simple to tell. Rolling Stones, everyone knows. Yeah. Never written a song. Their manager says, you got to write songs. Yeah, right, right. I've never done it before. And bingo, they were good at it. Hmm. Right? So it's a really easy story to tell. And I think, you know, that you know, little things like, I, I noticed you laughed a lot when I told the bit about the Decca guy um, passed yep. on the Beatles. And you didn't want yeah. to pass on the Rolling Stones. So obviously that little element had a, a connection for you. And I'm just wondering, it just shows you sometimes you just have to fill these things with little bits of detail like that. Yep. Um, yeah. And of course, it's one of the beauties about practicing. If you are using a story in, in a business context, practicing it with, uh, with somebody or mm. some people beforehand and noticing their reactions to bits of it because there'll be some bits of it where they've given you nothing right? yeah and and uh you might be thinking do i really need that bit in yeah. there yeah yeah whereas the you know the the the, the little uh throwaway that you put in about uh the beatles got a big laugh and, oh yeah i'll keep that so yeah. this is part of the process right the the audience mm. feedback yeah tells you you know what is and isn't working and i mean this is what comedians do all the time they go out into clubs and they just tell this stuff and they tell it time and time again until they getting the response that they want. Yeah, that's it. They keep on modifying, yep. based Refining, on that. iterating. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, let's give this a score. I think we're at score level. Yep. Where are we up to scoring time now? I want to. I'm going to give it a seven. I want to give it an eight, but it's the lack of business. Like, but seven, seven. No, I'm going. To, I'm going for an eight. It's a. It's a story I'm going to enjoy telling. Yeah. I don't know how much would I tell it. So much there be, like you say, because it's got a very narrow um, sort of use use case. Um, probably tell it more as a fun thing at parties rather than uh, a. Um, a story in a in a workshop or something like that. Yeah, know. and it is a good one to have uh, uh, over the dinner table and uh, mm. uh, at a barbecue. Yep, fantastic, radio. Well, that's it, guys. Uh, thanks again for listening in to anecdotally speaking, and of course, tune in next week for another episode on how to put your stories to work. Bye for now. Mm. 
Anecdotally Speaking was engineered by Dave Stokes from author to audio.